This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey y'all, welcome back to my podcast, Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine, and I have my good friend, Myreem, right here. And we are going to chit-chat about the mental health stigma in the Latin community. So I think this is a really good subject to talk about today. So she is from Puerto Rico. And then for me personally, I do have a Cuban background. Um, so I think this would be a really good conversation to have and to just talk about how mental health is treated in other cultures. Um, so yeah, so I would love for you to talk about um let's actually talk about your experience with, with mental health when you were living in Puerto Rico yeah well first of all thank you so much you know for having me here today I'm really You're excited <laughs> um so yeah I mean I've only been here five years so I was um totally born and raised in Puerto Rico since until I was 22 and that's when I moved out here to mm-hmm. Orlando um and being over there honestly mental health was not really a topic that was talked about but i've always been very shy and i was always kind of i was really weird um Mm -hmm. growing up and it wasn't obviously until i reached adulthood that um i was like oh okay maybe what i was feeling was not normal Mm -hmm. um and no one ever brought up mental health even though i saw it reflected in the adults around me um and in retrospect i can say oh like my examples of adults right weren't doing all that well so no wonder you know it was being projected upon us and I think that's something that just comes within how they were raised too right yeah no definitely a hundred percent um because I do feel like our generation are the ones like the millennial generation are the ones who are actually trying to talk about mental health like when I was in high school and like my family like above me like no one really talked about like mental health Mm -hmm. like at all and they just a lot of people think it's like not real and I know I still know people today um who are in the the Latin community that just think it's fake and Mm -hmm. think it's like therapy is not real and therapy is for crazy people um and of course I don't want to like just say it's just like, you know, the Latin community, of course, obviously, every single um, community, there are people who don't believe in um, mental illness. But just for like us being a part of that community, we are seeing that there's people who um, really think it's like not real. And it's like super upsetting that it's still happening here. And now we're in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, that people are still seeing therapy as like for crazy people. Um, have you seen a therapist before? Yeah, I, before, when I was living in Puerto Rico, not at all. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't even an option. Um, I believe It wasn't in, an option? Like, they didn't have it over there? They did, uh-huh. I guess. But medical plans over there are really, like, different. Like, they're very expensive. And, like, healthcare mm-hmm. is, is reached differently to us. Um, so, unless you have a job, it is very, if not impossible. That's insane. It's like, healthcare. if you don't have a job, you not you shouldn't have um, ment- um, any medical treatment. Because I feel like, med- like, medical stuff should be all right mm-hmm. in my opinion that's my personal opinion yeah no but and... i don't want to get political but <laughs> yeah. yeah puerto rico is an interesting place um 
and that was one of the you know definitely something that was difficult so unless you really worked or you know had a parent who was who had a good job and, and knew you know where to explore so my parents didn't really know much about it they didn't understand it it wasn't something that they offered mm-hmm. to me um even though like i said like i i definitely saw mental health challenges uh from my adults around me and we just didn't know what it was talking about like depression anxiety Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and then people also don't understand depression and being sad are two completely different things Mm -hmm. that's another thing too so if people are down people will see them as like looking for attention or they're just sad you'll get over it and such but it's like people understand that it's literally a chemical imbalance in your brain (laughs) um and are you out here alone? Um, yes. So I do have some family. They live a little bit far off into the coast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, this is a long story, but generally they did, I did have family when I came here, but um, at this point, you know, it hasn't, it's kind of fizzled out kind of thing. So I have mm-hmm. been. So did they go back to Puerto Rico? No, they still live here. We just uh, don't have a lot of like communication. That's something that we're kind of working on I guess mm. um, which is which is you know part of the journey part of the journey here uh, that relationship for sure has been part of the journey but I did come here you know with them and then throughout the transition of the last few years um, our relationship kind of reached a uh, uh, end um, due to what I was going through honestly um, and recently we've kind of reconnected but um, for the last couple of years I pretty much did come here by myself I don't really have any immediate family you know, my brothers my brothers in Puerto Rico my parents my grandparents my cousins everyone's did you come um, here f- um, to to work here for or do you, okay yeah I did come here five years ago right out of college mm-hmm. um, to do a college program Ah. Disney and okay, yeah. I did finish my program and then I got another job somewhere else and then Disney just kind of rehired me and then ah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense okay yeah I just so. didn't know like when you like mm-hmm. put the reasoning yeah to come here in Orlando yeah me too um and wow I like lost my train of thought okay so let's talk about when you knew that you needed to seek help like how old were you like what was your experience from there yeah um so because growing up in Puerto Rico, um, even though I honestly, growing up, I experienced so many mood swings. I was like over emotional, overreactive. And I don't mean like I overreacted. I mean, like most of my choices and reactions were just all emotional and reactive and explosive and were, um, I was, I was never okay with how I looked. I had a lot of self-esteem issues growing up and I feel like that continued to transpire. And I was very much seeking, you know, acceptance from other people I was like my the main way I got self-love was uh how others saw me and I never really knew what that was right but uh, it wasn't until I was uh, 24 and I was already here in, in the United States so I was pretty old <laughs> uh, when I like was like oh, something's this wrong you know something's wrong and I had to really reach a low point which is something that that's why I want to talk about this with you because I don't want people to get to their 24 to be like, wow, uh, I'm self-destructing because I was about to end myself. That's when it's most damaging is when people don't realize it when they're younger and then they don't take care of themselves. And then all of that, their illness turns into like anger. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause what I truly believe in is that when you're like really, really sad, if you have so much of that, it eventually does manifest into anger. And then that's when like a lot of problems happen in society. Yeah. And like, do you agree that people don't understand that you're, 
mental health is pretty much like the reason for most things that happen in this world. Because like, if, for example, like, um, let's say, let's just, I'm just getting a little bit off topic, but I do this in my podcast all the time. And, (laughs) but this is like my theory. So for people who, let's say, grow up in areas where like poor areas Mm -hmm. or just areas where they're not, they can't be brought up a certain way, then a lot of people in those areas do have depression. If they, if they know it or not, they have it. And then it man- then also manifests into anger, and then they have a, they have a behavior problem where they steal, they they you know do a bunch of crimes and such, and it, and it all starts from the brain. But people always start from okay, they're being bad, put them in jail. But people never like look why are they behaving that way. A lot of people never look at it like that, mm-hmm. and like I feel like that's a huge problem. And another thing too, where we have where all the shootings and like the killings and. Like they're really disturbing killings. Like that's all mental health related, but of course people don't look at it like that. Yeah. So they are so the system is so quick to put people in jail, but are not willing to fund fund more programs such to prevent that. Mm-hmm. And that's like one big thing with our country is that they are so big on punishing but not preventing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, move back up. I don't want to do political again. No, I just have but- a lot to say, but it's true, and that's yeah. like a big thing. I feel like. A lot of people don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then you said that um, you didn't get treatment until you're 24. I mean, for what I know, you you are you're pretty well put together. From what I know from you, you're not out here like you know banging no. stuff and yeah. like throwing things against the wall. Or I don't, I think I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I mean, I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I won't get political either. But I think that's definitely something that influenced. And when we talk about at the start of the podcast, when we mentioned you know how parenting comes from it, so I do. I am more on the holistic of it at this point now that I've kind of been doing it for a while. So um, I do feel like reparenting is a big thing in in what you're talking about. You know, I'm not saying that um, it's not coming from their upbringing. Absolutely. Because I, I, I did grow up in a, in not the richest place. I grew up in like, uh, you know, what what you would call here, like the the suburbs and the mountains practically. And that's how Puerto Ricans kind of grow up Mm -hmm. depending on where you're brought up. Right. So I do agree that, upbringing plays a role but moving forward it does kind of become our own responsibility to to target where it's at and some people don't know about these things you know about reparenting and what it is to kind of break those patterns come from how you were raised I really think they should have like a parenting class I mean they already have parenting classes I know like how to like like you know raise your child like mm-hmm. I never been to a parenting class but I do know <laughs> it's a thing that exists but I feel like I don't know. I mean, I can be wrong, but do they have like classes out there where parents are having a hard time with their children to like people who can like coach them into like helping them? Well, when it comes about reparenting, it's more like being your own parent and taking care of yourself when your parents kind of didn't. Yeah. So it kind of, it, it becomes a way for you to like heal those wounds that you got from your parents. And that, that that's where the anger comes from and your insecurities and stuff like that. And that's something that I was um, experiencing. And I learned that topic really randomly one day through Instagram. And I was like, what, what is this? And mm-hmm. it kind of has become the, the whole like sole purpose of the, how I look at things now because I feel like that's like the root cause which completely correlates to what you were saying how upbringing and, it's and all money upbringing, yeah. and everything like it all just goes around to that um, yeah obviously not saying that medication and, and therapy and all that stuff doesn't help but it does but these are things that if you look at it in a holistic kind of way it definitely kind of comes 
from like as a whole circle of life. <laughs> yeah. And then especially for people who like it's also mental illness is genetic as well. Mm-hmm. So like for me, like my mom, she has like depression, anxiety. My grandmother, she had it really bad. Unfortunately, my grandmother didn't like really take it seriously until she was like 60, mm-hmm. um, which because of her generation, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And it was just horrible because um, because of that. And then like it wasn't the norm around her generation. Like I remember like growing up and people thinking she's just a cranky woman and like, you know, that she's not pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like, I was a kid. I didn't know better. And then I, I think when I was, like, oh, yeah, when I was, like, she passed away when I was 15. I remember the time when I started actually talking to her, like, really connecting with her was when I knew I had an issue. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when my mom took me to therapy. And I think that is when I started. And I kind of, like, wish she was still alive just to, like, I can coach her. Yeah. <laughs> like, not coach her, but like, you know, like be someone who understands her. And I just, and also, unfortunately, she didn't like understand herself either. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because I see it like firsthand, like someone who didn't get the help that she needed when she was younger. So when you're getting the help down the road, it's a lot harder because at that time when you're like 70 and it's realizing you have a mental health problem, at that point, your brain is so wired. A different way at that point that it's better if you start out younger then you have time to rewire your brain and i mean i'm sure you're able to rewire your brain when you're 70 i don't know who knows i should probably go to school but i'm sure it's definitely a lot harder down the road than yeah. if you were to be younger and to catch that you have an issue um down the road so i'm just luckily i discovered it when i was 15 but I knew I had it when I was 15, but I was a reckless teenager and didn't care. Um, but then when I was 17, that is when it's like, okay, yeah, I need to like get some help. And was like, you know, taking medication and going to therapy. And now I'm in therapy and mm-hmm. I'm just always in therapy. And um, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. same. And I think I, I, I guess I got it a little bit older in my, in my time, but and it's never too late. Just like we were saying, yeah. it's never too late. And so someone who's listening, if you're like yeah. in your 60s, go for it. 30s, 40s, like whatever you're it's in. It's never too late because I feel like you do get to an age where you're like, it's too late. I can't change. You know, this is what it is. You oh, take what you can get. It's, it's a mindset. It's definitely a mindset. And it's like, no, yeah, you can totally work on yourself. You can totally rewire your brain to, and you don't need to indulge in medication or something like that. Or that's something that you, that, that they use as a tactic too. It's like, I don't have a medication. Yes. It's like, that's you don't another have thing. to do that. Like, yeah. It's like, it's better to just like talk to somebody and try to do things to help yourself than not doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. And there's also a huge thing is to realize you have a problem. That mm-hmm. is the main thing. Because yeah. if you say that you don't have a problem and it's not mental health, then, like, that's the issue and, like, that's, like, your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's, what are we, 2021? Yeah, we're in 2021. <laughs> and <laughs> when do you know, like, in history, because I'm having a history class right now, when do you think people, like, they had therapy was a thing? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm actually really curious. Like, when is therapy, like, the first yeah, time? I don't know. I sh- I've never Googled that. Oh, um, I never either, but let but, me Google it, too. I mean, seeing how messed up the topic is in the world, I... They thought they were witches. I feel like it, it might have just disappears throughout the ages. It comes back, and then it disappears. It says you're ninth century? What? Oh, who was the first therapist? Uh-huh. Sigmund Sigmund Freud, really? I mean... <laughs> I mean, he is the father of psychology. <laughs> yeah. He is the father. 
I don't know. Interesting. I don't, I don't, it, it's saying stuff like the 1800s and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I'm sure it kind of maybe came and went and like oh maybe, okay so i think if anything it was probably very like um sinister related or something like that oh, because sure. people would for women who had like depression or mental health issues or whatever like bipolar schizophrenia people would burn them to death because they would think they're like demons and such mm-hmm. and they'll call them witches yeah the people yeah. who like were schizophrenic they'll call them witches mm-hmm. and i mean unfortunately schizophrenia is still very still misunderstood and i oh my goodness i would for back who have schizophrenia like that's like the worst mental illness that like one of the worst mental illnesses to have yeah i can't even imagine um that and yeah people call them like witches and i think people still i don't even call them witches now but i still think it still doesn't it's just it's so frowned upon like i feel like a lot of them are homeless now because i mean i i mean i grew up by new york and um i would be walking on the street and i'll just see homeless people and i know they're always talking to themselves they always have like their moments mm-hmm. and I just, like, no one does anything because, they. I mean, no one really knows what to do and really what's a safe thing to do. Um, and I feel like a lot of people who have schizophrenia end up on the street. And it's so sad. Yeah. Wow. I don't know much about that. But that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy that, we're, that it's still a thing, you know, like, yeah. medicine has advanced air quotes. And I feel like it just goes to things that, I don't know. Yeah, I think schizophrenia is probably the worst of the worst because wow. you're, like, hearing voices in your head. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it's it literally, like, does happen, though. Like, for me, I, I don't – I'm not schizophrenic. I'm bipolar, and part of bipolar is once in a while, if I'm manic, I would hear voices. Not, right. Not to the point where it's, like, it's scary or, like, really too concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'll have moments where, like, I would think – I'll hear, like, a whisper or something like that. But it's nothing serious. Like, it's just, like, whatever. Like, I just turn over. It's fine. Um, and sometimes I'll, like, ho- like not hallucinate, but I'll just, like, I think I'll see some cord in my eye. But I don't know if it's just normal and stuff. But my psychiatrist said that that's, that's like, a manic symptom. And I'm, like, okay. I, didn't, I didn't know that. So, apparently, if I'm manic and that's, like, the highest is that my brain can get to the point where it's, like, the, like, it's hearing voices and stuff. Like, oh, not voice. Like, I just think more of, like, a whisper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of scary, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fairly, like, rare that it happens to yeah. me. Like, it's super rare. Um, but it has happened in the past. But it's not like I'm hearing full-out, like, voices, like, people talking to me. Like, sure. it's just probably, like, a whisper thing. And I'm just, like, and I literally be like this or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm on, I'm on medication for it now. So That's good. It's, it helps yeah. it. Like, my meds are for that. Um yeah, I don't think a lot of you even know that. I've, I actually never even spoke about that with anybody. Oops, got it out of you. <laughs> Nothing like talking about <laughs> some in detail stuff with my mental health on a podcast. I mean. But hey, yeah. I mean, it's what I'm here for, right? And my mom's going to text me later. She's going to be like, Justine, you hearing voices? What is this? She's going to text me later. She's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, um, for me, it it never got, it, it's never gotten to that, um, but I think it's very different more for me. I, I was diagnosed with it, general de- anxiety mm-hmm. and depression, uh, which later I kind of understood that I'm more of a functioning anxiety person, so I can do things, but I'm really worried about them all the time. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. So, um, and a lot of times I do hear, like, I do have, like, a lot of Latin friends, and usually my friends are old. Yeah. <laughs> I just get along with older people. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but most of my friends, I have a, a really good friends that are, like, 
35 and over. Mm-hmm. So I do get that comment that's like, oh, you know, it's okay. You know, you're, you're weak minded or some, it, it, you know, you ha- having um feeling that way says you're too emotional and you're weak minded. And I don't feel like they say it in a weak minded. Yeah. You talk about that because that is the point of this mm-hmm. podcast. So people call you weak minded. I've gotten that comment before. And I know they don't say it in a way that's like trying to make me feel bad or this. No, you know, no. But it's, it's, it's a general comment that you would get from like, Latinos because to them like you were saying at the beginning it doesn't exist it It, it just you just need to be more grateful um you know appreciate more you know you just can't stand I've gotten this comment recently too it's like oh you just can't stand hard things and it's like that's not the point you know and and that's where I learned a little bit too about toxic positivity and I think that's something that I get a lot from like older people and Latinos because you know they're like you need to appreciate things more and you're not grateful enough and it's really not that I'm not appreciative it's just that I'm overwhelmed by everything else (laughs) right um and it's really hard to explain that to people um because um it's just you know it's kind of it kind of just makes you discouraged right when you get that comment and when you're opening up about something so it's like why why even bother you know talking about it if I'm just yeah and I completely get how it's like a toxic positivity is like they they think they mean well, which I'm sure they, from what they're saying, I, I get what they're coming from with the whole gratitude and everything like that. But I think the issue is that people don't understand um, that what you're going through mm-hmm. is medical. It's a thing and that people don't realize that it's medical. It's emotional and medical. And it's yeah. literally chemicals in your freaking brain. And there's our scans out there that MRIs that do show that and believe in science. It's a real thing. Um, do you have like, mental illness in your family yes um so i mean i don't know if i should say this or not but um, say whatever you ever whatever you're comfortable one with. of my parents was um in the past i, I think they were diagnosed again it's um it's a topic that is not even discussed very much between um my family in terms of how it was in the past as us as children right um so I'm not particularly sure of the details, but um, I did see it reflected on, on my parents a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I see it in my adults all the time. Like my aunt and uncles, like the Warren in Puerto Rico, um, love them all. They're all great people, right? But I can definitely see some some behaviors that I'm just like, right? Same here, not, especially not. like being a psych major. <laughs> like I see it and it's just like, I, I feel like I can see what other people can't see, mm-hmm. the yeah. behaviors and such. I'm not a psych major, so I'm an amateur. <laughs> I mean, I'm a coach, whatever the heck. I'm not like <laughs> certified or anything like that. I just, I did go to school for psychology. So there are certain things and things I did learn. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, you go through it yourself and so you're learning. So this is all a learning experience as well. Yeah. And then like also just me spreading mental health awareness and doing what I do. It also like keeps me going with learning more about mental health. And then also just talking to people about their experiences is very helpful as well. So, I mean, believe it or not, I'm learning a lot from you today. Thank you. It is like, I, I really am. I am learning mm-hmm. from you. And that's a great thing about podcasts is that we can chat and talk about and learn things from other people mm-hmm. that it's just actually super, um, I'm going to say like, not like wholesome or rewarding or whatever just like learning yeah. from other people like I've had other people on my podcast it's where very humble yeah it's very humbling like I literally learned like um from like the person I talked my friend from Canada my friend Christina like I learned so much from them um just having like this conversation it was like just super rewarding you know having this and 
and yeah, definitely um, very yeah wholesome and yeah, all those words I can think of and such. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's been a journey for sure. Um, being like, you know, so late in the game kind of thing. Not um, really? Yeah, but I didn't know what was going on. It was very pitiful time in my in my life. Um, it really just kind of happened. I was in a relationship that was. I wouldn't say it was toxic, but it was in retrospect, after I put that person down from the pedestal I had them in, right? I was like, okay, it wasn't the best situation for me at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very much kind of emotionally abused. I was definitely kind of coerced into things that I didn't even want to do at the time, but I wanted to be okay with that person. Um, So Mm -hmm. my self-esteem was like, on the rocks because that person kind of was very infatuated with like other females to say like that so i was definitely in a in a position where i didn't know what was going on but i had this person in this like pedestal that i was never going to be in and prior to that i hadn't been making the best choices i was a 100 people pleaser so if you're listening to this i am 100 i was 100 people pleaser i think a lot better now you really are um, yeah no you really are the reason i know uh, the reason i see that is because when we like message each mm-hmm. other and like if you don't reply or something like that i don't take offense to that like i mean i forget to reply to people too it's just our lives are crazy yeah but i remember you text me back and you're like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i do like, say sorry like, you I had like a moment where now. you were like thought i was gonna like attack you or something like that <laughs> like just the way you responded to me i was like i was like I-, I can definitely tell what kind of personality you have and like from like for me like i I guess I, w- I wasn't like really mad about that like I was yeah. just like oh okay I get it like for me like I if I, if I were to get like annoyed in replies like okay I'm a hypocrite because yeah. I do the exact same thing to people like I don't reply to people like half the time and it's <laughs> just I don't know it's it's yeah. it's just we're busy we're busy people or sometimes I would start typing and then I just would something would happen I'll like exit out and yeah and stuff like that so I did notice that so I can see how you are would see yourself as a people pleaser and then also when you came in today and I offered you a glass of wine um you I said would you like red or one you like anything you want remember that yeah Yeah. I do I do that and I you're my guest whatever you want (laughs) even though I've gotten better like in terms of I know how to please boundaries on things that do affect me like things Mm -hmm. that obviously I don't want to do I would be like no I don't want to do that (laughs) yeah but there are still things that I'm just like well you know Sorry, or whatever you want. Just, it's just kind of like a force of habit. Yeah, I if think I say, let's go jump off a bridge, you're not going to be like, okay. Um, see, if I don't want to do that, I'm like, hmm, don't maybe think I'm going to do like that. Maybe like a bungee jumping, maybe. Oh, I do, because I already went skydiving. So. You went skydiving? Yeah, oh, my God. I, I know some people now who have been skydiving. I want to do it, but I feel like I'm going to die as I jump off. No, it's, it's not far out. Uh, that's funny coming from a person with anxiety right but it was honestly the best thrill of my life that is awesome i do like thrills like i've gone on like the roller coaster and stuff like that i actually really do like thrill um since i brought up wine what are you drinking red blend i think i took it was a red one but i don't remember names (laughs) i have short-term the way you said that you're like the way you say like i don't remember names i don't remember names (laughs) no i'm pretty sure it was the red blend and i think this one supports veterans oh yeah so yeah, I did mention the veterans. Here's my little commercial <laughs> segment of this podcast. It's One Hope Wine. If you want to support veterans or drink the wine that we're drinking, I will leave the link in there. Ten percent, ten percent, ten percent, ten percent of the funds that ten percent of the proceeds. Oh my goodness! I wish I had an editing thing to. I stutter a lot. Ten percent <laughs> of the proceeds will go directly to that organization for this particular wine, but other bottles of wine go to different organizations, and then. Um, there's events that I do too. So, yeah, if you didn't know what it was, cool. Anyway, <laughs> done with that commercial segment of this um, podcast. That 
was not asked for me to do, but I did it anyway. It's okay. <laughs> your podcast. You do what well, you yeah. want. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to make this, like, you know, a thing, like, drinking wine with my guests kind of thing. I just, it's, like, you even said, like, when you came over today, you said, it's actually really smart that you give wine to your guests, you know, loosen them up. Yeah. I, like, a, I didn't think of it like that. It does. It's a great idea. I've seen it in other, like, TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Oh, really? I just kind of, I mean, not with wine in particular, but I just kind of give them, like, a particular thing. And they like just, you have like, a shot of tequila. And it's just a theme in their show moving oh. forward. So it's like, you know, have a cup of tea with so-and-so. So they're always drinking tea or oh, stuff like that. Oh, right? that makes sense. So it's a, it's a fun little you know, theme that you will have going on now. Yeah, I stole the theme from How to Money when they, they do beer. Like, there's two guys that yeah. do beer and two girls who drink wine. Yeah, it just makes sense, and I just I just feel like it does like it does like loosen up, and we yeah, just like to chat about mental health and mm-hmm. such. So. It's a topic that's heavy, so you know you want to be yeah. relaxed. No, one hundred percent. I do want mm-hmm. to like make this podcast as like, of course, I am definitely serious about mental health, but also just making it very natural, very natural, and just like something that people want to like listen to and such. Um, yeah, and so. Okay, so let's talk about where you are now and what you're doing and just take it away, girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a few years of um, really dedicating myself to, to my mental health and working on my self-esteem and all that stuff. I think that's been my main focus. Um, I've completely, you know, focused on my holistic well-being and working on myself my body and soul i've become kind of a hippie these days um, i love that no smoking but um i wouldn't judge know. no <laughs> I, I don't do that but um i hear it here's great but i don't do it but more of a, like a holistic kind of way um i i appreciate every situation that i've gotten in the last few years you know it hasn't been the most pleasant few years of my life um a lot of like more, the bad always stands out more than the good, but I have some, had some difficult situations that have really tested me, but everything has led me to triggers and things that I need to heal, and I've kind of focused on that. Um, and I I remember feeling the anxiety and the stress and the nervousness in my body a lot, and it would just lead me to these chaotic um, events where I was just, like, all over the place, and I was just like, like you can't see me, but I'm shaking right now. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it's how I would be. Literally, like a silence mm-hmm. thing. Well, well, you can't see it, and that's the whole thing. We can't, we can't see it. That's not real. Exactly, and that's how I would be all the time in the last few years. And um, even though twenty twenty was really awful for for us, I did experience obviously negative um, reactions from twenty twenty. But I took the time to really spend time on my own and really focus on my hobbies, take care of myself. And I really focused on the things that rose up. I was like, okay, so things are rising up. That means things that I still need to heal. And Mm -hmm. I kind of focus on that. I focus on taking care of my body, focus on being more calm. And I can, it feels really good to wake up in the morning. And like, even if I have like, you know, those rushing thoughts that come at you in the morning, I can quickly, you know, meditate, settle myself and, have a, a decent day even if I still have those worries on me because I they don't go away immediately and that's something yeah. that I, I do like sharing to people you know people think that you meditate immediately everything just becomes great and perfect or if you journal everything's fine no it, you're rewiring your brain to react yeah. better to those um things that arise upon you and, and that's been my main goal to feel more calm feel more collected and to really um 
focus on the things that I would like to, you know, bring into my life and then be able to work on those slowly but surely and not really put too much on my plate like I usually used to do because I wanted things to happen now and this second and I would just take the leap on everything and I would be like, oh, and then I would be like, I did that because I wanted to feel productive. I wanted to feel like I was like getting things done. I wanted to feel like I was like moving around all the time, but slowing down and surrendering to what things were right now and were the key components into me being able to just be like, okay, so I, I, I don't feel okay. I'm going through whatever emotions I have right now, but everything will, is temporary, you know, and I can focus and be mindful, which has been like my biggest struggle. And I was able to focus on, you know, my self-esteem because I hate how I looked. I really did not like myself at all. And I've been able to really... By the way, y'all, she's so pretty. Just like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm You okay. can't see her. You <laughs> can't okay. see her, but she's really pretty. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I can say thank you. I used to not be able to say thank you. I would be like, no, really? why? Like, I look like an ogre. Oh. <laughs> so I would, you know, I would always put myself down rather than just be like, thank you. I appreciate it, but yeah. Yeah, no, I can I, say I thank that. you. It's a self-esteem thing. Yeah. yeah, I definitely do have a self-deprecating thing, and that's where the people-pleasing comes from, being like, oh, you know, like, whatever you want. There's things that, obviously, like I said, I have my boundaries. Yeah. And which is something that I didn't know, know how to do before, but I, I definitely do still feel like um, I, I, I do have that self-deprecating attitude, and that's just me being me, and I've accepted those parts of me, too, because I, I will never be a fully light monster, you know, I will never be fully perfect. I will never be like over what I've been through because um, I've experienced a certain, you know, emotional abuse and trauma and things that I will always kind of be there. Um, I feel but, like that's where it stems from because if you're mm-hmm. emotionally abused that you're automatically being a people pleaser because you're fearing that it's going to happen to you yeah. again. And you hear the the things that they told you, right, over and over again, no matter what. And I, I know that I will always kind of have that in the back of my mind, but I can I can see it now. I can, you know, be like, oh, okay, this is coming from me. This is not the other person's doing. Like, I don't project it on someone else. I am able to say sorry to other people, take accountability for what I've done. Um, and then just, I, I keep thriving to be a better friend, a better daughter. I've improved so much, which is why I've been single for so long, because I wanted to really be at a better stage in my own life before I really just found the right person. I've tried to date and it just hasn't really worked out. Yeah. And I know why it hasn't, because, you know, I wasn't really fully, um, in the best place but mm-hmm. i've been able to use those triggers in those relationships to better per- heal and prepare myself for i know. really like how you said so. that because i feel like the same way literally like i mean i've i was in a relationship recently and honestly i'm a lot happier now because being in a relationship is a lot of work mm-hmm. <laughs> it is and my aspirations of what i want to do with my life takes a lot of work of what i want to do to get somewhere, to make a living out of it. It's not easy. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. So I just, and also I have my own issues. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, I've been in a couple of relationships since I've been, since I, you know, started my journey with YouTube and life and just like on social media and all those relationships were like, no, (laughs) they all just, I mean, they, I wouldn't want to, I just feel like I'm just meant to be single like not met like not forever obviously yeah, like eventually down the that. road i would like to have a husband and you know have kids and you know keep the generation like you know keep it going mm-hmm. right now all i want is a dog yeah i want a dog <laughs> yeah i mean 
Why not? I, I, I have a cat, and he's actually registered as my emotional support animal. Yeah, I think when I get a dog, I'm going to get him as emotional support animal. I love him. Um, Benito is his name, by the way. Wait, what is it? <laughs> Benito. Oh, it's so cute. Which I love is it. Bad Bunny's real name, if you know who Bad Bunny is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to name my dog Jose. I love that. I had a random dream that I just had a dog named Jose, mm-hmm. and it felt like I had so much emotion with that dog. It was super interesting. I mean, I think it was calling it. me. It's funny that you say that because it's a, a thing that I do whenever I'm, like, really anxious or I'm, like, I know that I'm overextending my thoughts. I'm just, like, I say his name a couple times. Mm-hmm. It actually calms me down. Really? Yeah, it actually kind of brings me back to, like, my body. And I'm just, like, okay, we're good. We're Gucci. We're back. Yeah. And he's always usually there with me because I'm home all the time. Um, and I live by myself. So he's usually, I don't know like, how you do that, girl. I would lose my mind if I was home alone all the time. I... I used to want to live alone, but then, like, when the pandemic happened and both my roommates were, like, in their home areas, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I can't do this. Yeah, I think I used to live with roommates my whole time. That's not here, obviously, but then I didn't really like my own company. That's where the problem lied that I always relied on someone else. Mm -hmm. And being alone has been, like, the most, um, you know, helpful thing in terms of the healing process because I've been able to enjoy my own company again and yeah. like do things for me and just on my own and just have my own space my own stuff and just do whatever I want when I want to so um it it did help do that obviously you know sometimes you're like oh you know I want some company but overall yeah you know one's different so yeah I'm pretty introverted so <laughs> I don't mind being alone with my cat I'm a crazy cat lady I think this is like the first time we hung out this is true this is literally like we always try to hang out like and we just never do. I don't know. We're really yeah. weird like that. Well, now we know we live, like, down the road from I know. Each other. We literally live down the road from each other. We didn't even know that. No, I had no idea. Yeah. I was actually going to live here in this complex. Really? Imagine you did live here in this complex. But I, I would have been, like, knocking on your door. Like, as for texting, I would be like, oh, you live here? And I just walked you up. Like, yeah. I mean, you're, like, <laughs> five minutes away. So yeah. I mean, if you really did right. want to. I live by myself, so you don't have to be worried about COVID or anything like that because it's just me. Yeah. My cat. Oh, actually, I wouldn't be able to come over because you're a cat. I'm allergic. Oh, I really yeah. allergic to cats. Um, I know. I wish I wasn't because I do like cats. It's like I love cats. They're so cute, but I can't. You yeah. Know? Well, I have a really cool pool anyway. You have a cool pool. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Is it open? Because mine's not. Open. It is open. Mine's like barely open. Yeah, we did open. Also, it's kind of cold right now. True. Yeah. Fair point. Darn it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, oh yeah, I'll totally come over, but also I like, can't because you have a cat. That's well, the patio area. Yeah, stuff. that's true. I can always take allergy meds on the way. But... They do have like this, like bar areas and stuff. Like you can like sit there. Okay. My apartment is not complex, not very crowded, so yeah. yeah and of course, your vice versa. Um, when there's like you literally came over today and I had like wine all over the place. <laughs> I was like, hi, welcome yeah. to my world. Just like wine everywhere. It looks really funny. Um, oh, wow, yeah, we are podcasting right now. <laughs> totally, but you know, to, to finish up the thought process that we started, yes. with, you know, um, definitely it, it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort. Um, I definitely compare myself to a few years and how my body was reacting, like I was saying, how emotionally, like, reactive I was at the time, and I do feel a lot more calmer. I spent the pandemic really fine. Obviously, there were days where I, like, oh, I want to hang out with my friends, and yeah. I'm, I'm alone at home and stuff, but... I did so many things. I discovered so many things about myself. It was, like, the most, like, peeling time for me. Um, and I just, like, I love hanging out with myself. <laughs> I love like, hey, just, like, chilling. Me too. And it just, I I feel really good. Like, I feel good even if I am in a crossroads in my life right now where I'm figuring out where I want to go now. Um, because my whole m- 
mind and my whole map of life has changed, I feel okay with myself and I feel very acceptance of who I am and where uh, the kind of person I am and everything. And I think that is a great accomplishment. It may not be as good as getting married or having a house or anything yeah. that's celebrated in, in the that's mainstream. That's the whole thing is that like we have to like but. the whole like the typical life of having like, you know, going to college, getting a job, getting married, having a kid. Like that's what everybody knows. But you and I both know we are not in that route right now. <laughs> no, no. I We're mean, if, ex- it, if it happened, it happened, but it's not something yeah. that I'm here like. It's not like, okay, this is my goal. Yeah. I'm going to get a guy by this time and have mm-hmm. a kid. I think it's very a good point that you raised that. I just want to go on a quick tangent here. Um, but it's important that, you know, we don't compare ourselves to other people. I do that a lot. I used to do that all the time. And that's like a killer because um, everyone is in their own place. Everyone um, has their own priorities. Everyone values things that you don't value, but then you will feel the pressure, you know, you want to. I know that I do because growing up Latina, you're, you're born and raised to, have a job, get married, have kids, blah, blah. Yes. And I, 100%. I, I do want that, absolutely. But I, it's not something that has happened for me yet. And sometimes yeah. I look at my friends and stuff, and I'm just like, wow, I'm just lagging behind, right? Right? Oh, but, my gosh. That should be a whole different another episode. Yeah, <laughs> I can go on for hours about that. But Maybe I'll have you coming back in another episode. We can talk, <laughs> totally. talk to chat about that. <laughs> but it's important to, to do that because I know, for me, once I surrendered to where my life is now, I was able to start really – focusing on what I did want to do without the and your life's pretty stress. awesome like pretty awesome like it's very different and a lot of people I didn't realize but a lot of people apparently in my family think what I'm doing is cool yeah I get that all the time my mom too, told me that like you're thinking by yourself you pay your own rent you have your own things and you, you know you have ideas of what you want to do and I'm just like no no they put it that way <laughs> yeah that's another thing too is that when I was home for Christmas with my mom she told me that apparently my family members thinks that like, it's cool what I did. Like, just kind of, like, just... I was, like, the only one in the family who just picked up everything and went and moved to another state by themselves. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Yeah. I moved out here myself. I was 20. And I just think I didn't see how big it was because I have friends who just do it, too. So, in, in my mind, it's, like, the norm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, when my mom tells me that apparently people in the family are thinking that I'm so, like, courageous and stuff, I'm like, really? I didn't not know that. I just thought what I was doing was the norm. Um, yeah. But apparently it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same way. For me, it was kind of opposite. People usually stay home a lot for, for Latinos and stuff like that. So, for mm-hmm. me, obviously, it was taking a leap. Um, Definitely, 100%. You never know, you know, you, you compare yourself to others anyway, even if you feel like you, oh, but I, I did this and this courageous, but then you see other people, but they have boyfriends, they're, you know, they're in the yeah. career path, they know what they want to do, and you're still kind of here, kind of. Do they really know what they want to do? I mean, they pretend <laughs> they do, right? You don't they know. They pretend that and they that, do. And that's why, I mean, yeah. you comparing yourself is just useless, because you don't know what the other person really is going mm-hmm. through, you don't know what, what it really the hurdles they have to go through to get there, and even if they never struggled a day in their life, you know in retrospect do you want what they have i mean for me like for the people who live that life where it's like you go to college good job get married i don't really envy those people to be completely honest with you mm-hmm. the people that i envy oh god this is gonna sound i envy like the big influencers yeah because, i can understand yeah that. because like where i'm aspiring to be and like for example like, these tiktokers who are so big right mm-hmm. now I'm just like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I know. Like, most people that get famous from just one video and they, right? it just happens for them. I totally get it. I don't, I, I don't really care about, about being an influencer. So, unfortunately, I 
I don't know anything about that, and yeah. I, I can't it's give you any tips. Thing. I'm gonna talk about. By the way, I'm gonna talk about on, on a different podcast. I have a f- uh, influencer friend that we're gonna talk about that in a, in a future episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the whole other thing about I'm mental health. To that because <laughs> I can understand how it could be totally draining. I, yeah. I share content, but it's really just to raise awareness about things. Yeah, I don't necessarily think I'll ever be famous because I don't know. I don't think I have the personality to be Let's an influencer. Famous on this podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't think I have the personality to be an influencer. Although I do like talking, so I apologize because uh, one of my secret goals is to be a motivational speaker. So secret. It's not secret anymore. It's secret. Let's have the mic right here. <laughs> but it's like one of those things that I want to do. That's why I talk so much. I run out a lot like better. I really good at it. I think you should do it. Talking. I'm running you on. <laughs> I support. Thank you. But I don't think I have the personality to be like an influencer or anything like that. And I feel like it's just some people just really. It's not really made for everybody. It just. It's just honestly, when I first started YouTube, I wasn't like I'm gonna be an influencer. Like I was like, oh, fun YouTube. Yeah. yeah. It was like now influencers a career now. Now that you say that, I hate when influencers are like, oh, if you do it for fun. You usually are gonna go viral. Like if you do it for if planning, if you plan it, then it's just not gonna happen for you. You know, so I've heard some of them say that, and I'm just like, it really is just not how it works. It's it's honestly it doesn't. Like I don't like when people are saying, "Oh, just be yourself." Like the most generic. Okay, that's gonna be a different podcast. But that's my little yeah. Uh, yeah but, I, I'm know, gonna go on about that. It just goes with the topic of comparing yourself because people are always gonna you know, boast themselves on social media. Now, no people are going to talk about their struggles or their hard times on social so media. Me, because... I'm on especially on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, have, I don't have Twitter anymore because, you know, that. But um, I do, I like to talk about my hurdles on, yeah. on my Instagram a lot and just kind of share, you know, this, today I'm feeling bad, but I'm listening to Bad Bunny and that's just giving me a little bit of serotonin I need to get through it. I love serotonin. <laughs> I'm trying to make a playlist right now for serotonin on Spotify. Oh, I got serotonin fix. Oh, I got Bad Bunny for you. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. know, social media is just a place, you know, for fun, but don't take it so seriously where you you feel like, oh, I need to be like these models yeah. or these people. Or I try my best to not do that. It's just so hard. But I'm not gonna... just you, but you're you're a listener. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this podcast, we definitely are probably hitting like over an hour at this point. I apologize. Uh, but no, I'm done. girl, you're, you're good. <laughs> we got a lot of good, a lot of good recording content and good stuff here. But yeah, we're going to close it out here here thank you for being here thank you for having me um if you want do you want me to put want me to put your like social media stuff in the bio if, if you want people to follow or no sure whatever yeah. you want if uh, you want the people to follow you i only have instagram so oh, you really? can follow me know. on uh, it's mayrim m-a-y-r-i-m and an x at the end and i, I just it. i have all, all kinds of spanish content there and i just yeah, weren't you making money. like a like a series i was honestly i just it's been complicated because i am working a couple of jobs and i do a lot of volunteering you were a couple of jobs i have my regular job and then i've been doing um that'll be an off-podcast conversation yeah (laughs) and then i've been doing like a lot of like volunteer work i have school i am going to school again for a few months and i just do a lot of like self-healing circles i have a lot of uh group therapies and stuff like that that i attend to so i do a lot of like mental health stuff on the side that i'm always constantly doing i have Mm -hmm. a lot of like self coaching classes that I, I I practice and I and since I want to be a motivational speaker I gotta oh my god know what you just <laughs> but you know um, if, if any time I always encourage everyone that views my stuff and I've got a lot of messages from people saying that they good, went to right? therapy and stuff like that because they heard me talking about it yeah I and remember when you reached out to me I felt really nice you thought I was cool yes <laughs> yeah, I remember because I remember I said I did that because 
um, a lot of people were, you know, not being as supportive about you in in the environment that we were. And I just was like, I didn't know, know that. Well, okay. I'm sharing that because I was like, I really put them down. I was like, you shouldn't be talking. Like, she's doing a good job. Like, she's working hard. Like, you should, like, you know, you should support her. And I was like, I want to reach out to her because I was, I do view all your videos and I do like them mm-hmm. and stuff if I can. So when I heard like those negative comments, I was like, you don't know what, like, you know, what she like is going through you don't know what she's just doing stuff mm-hmm. you know because she wants to you know put herself out there so like stop being you know yeah negative <laughs> so that's when i was like i want to reach out to her and like keep in keep in contact and like keep up with what she's doing because i feel like people like to talk about other people all the time especially in the environment that you are mm-hmm. and i don't like that and i will never like sit there and you know yeah I've, I've had people tell me that people would talk crap at me at work and it's fine yeah i know what i'm doing is not it's definitely not the norm i guess like i do put myself out there and talk about my issues and i definitely know it's not like a lot of people like to keep themselves up i'm not shocked you're not the first person to tell me that people were talking crap at me um well, but i yeah. still went in and watched the video and <laughs> yeah. give, give it a like and you know yeah um, even even if you know if we weren't like close friends and like that i still was like well i just probably do it because i think it's you know it's what you want to do and the same yeah. way that i do my crap i would like people to support you know whatever i do mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know just uh, yeah yeah okay so we're gonna end the podcast here thank you guys for listening i (laughs) post every single saturday at noon eastern standard time Um, but yeah i'm gonna end it here and i hope you guys have a great day